We are at Borgo Ignazia in Puglia, Italy at Expensicon, David, and we have the privilege of speaking with firm owners and Expensify developers, and uh, we're just gonna spend the next few hours doing that. From all over the world. All over the world. And our f the first guest we're gonna interview here, they're uh, from South Africa, Blake. South Africa. South Africa, I think this is the first South African firm that we have ever had on the Cloud Accounting Podcast. So <laughs> thank you, gentlemen, for joining us. Um, nice. Great to be guys. part of the podcast. Would you mind introducing yourselves? Yeah, sure. My name is Peter Magna, and uh, to the right of me is my brother. So Simon Magna, and, and we're the founders and directors of Iridium Business Solution, which is based in Cape Town, South Africa. Iridium, uh, is there a, a connection to South Africa? Um, so Iridium is actually on the periodic table of elements. Um, I always forget if it's 69 or 68 or 67. 69, so yeah. 69, it's on is the Airman's era. Not Airman. <laughs> Captain America's shield. Is that, is that iridium? I, I, iridium is I actually a, a precious metal, um, and apparently it's more expensive than platinum. So when they mine it, it costs a few thousand dollars an ounce or a couple of ounces. So we do not have any iridium at our office. It was our intention at some point to buy a piece of metal with our logo. <laughs> and then when we realized how much that was going to cost us, that idea was shelved very quickly. <laughs> what are we talking about? Thousands? It's thousands of dollars. Yeah. And no. it's, yeah. well, it's premium. It's something to aspire to, right? Well, oh, definitely. And, and that was not the intention when we came up with the company name. I was just Googling and I thought, let me find a cool name that does not sound like my surname or my uncle's surname or a family anything. Because that new age accountants, they want to be lamed after their name. You know, because then if you leave, then it's kind of your name. You don't want to be CPAs.com or Yeah, it's kind of boring. That is not cool. So we thought we'd come up with something abstract. And I Googled it. And the only thing I could find was Iridium in America was a satellite phone company. Um, and uh, I looked around and I could get a pretty good domain that was, you know, working pretty well for us. So I just registered and went from there. And all these great analogies with precious metal and something like that. I took them on afters, but that was not my intention when we started. So if our listeners want to go check out your website, what's the URL? Iridium.coza. Iridium.co.za. Z-A-Z. Z-A-Z. I always get confused. I'm learning. I'm learning. Um, this is my first time to Europe, my first time to Italy. How about you guys? It's my second time, actually. But it was about 18 years ago when I just finished school. Um, I did like the typical thing, you know, finish, finish school and do a year after before I decide what I'm going to do with my life and uh, popped across here for, for like a, a week. So you came to Italy and then you decided, I want to do accounting for the rest of my life. Yeah, I was weighing up between doing accounting and being, um, being a doctor. And um, what's the other one with lots of maths? I can't even remember. Statistician? Um, yeah, like a statistician, actuary. actuary. And I, I kind of heard that actuaries are kind of boring and um, accountants slash businessmen make money. So. That's the joke. Uh, actuaries are the only profession that's more boring than accounting, right? Yes. <laughs> I like people, so I was like, I don't want to be an actuary. Yeah, no. And, and uh, so tell us about the services in your firm. You, you work with people. You don't just crunch the numbers. Yeah. Yeah, we work with small business owners. So we, we kind of wanted to move the needle on unemployment because that's a big problem in South Africa. And so small business owners are kind of where you can do that. Um, big corporates, you can't really change much. And um, so we decided to focus on small business owners within South Africa rather than like the rest of the world for now. And um, just chat to them about how to do business better and use tools like Xero and other cloud-based technology and implement better ways of doing things. So we are uh, familiar with the struggles of our Canadian counterparts in terms of technology. It doesn't always 
work. It doesn't always translate, right? The stuff we have here in the U.S. doesn't work up there. For instance, uh, a lot of the payment networks don't work mm. in Canada. Do you have similar issues with technology in South Africa? We, we are pretty much on a similar page. I mean, something like Stripe, which all the technology companies want to use to collect their software fees, it does not work for South African well, there's not an alternative to collect from South Africans. There's no Stripe. No. There's no Stripe. Oh, if there's no Bill.com. Uh, there's, there's no, no Bill.com. If you want to have Stripe in South Africa, you need to open up a bank account in the States and kind of work some elaborate scheme of shifting money between bank accounts, but it doesn't work in our country. Ah. So that's one of the challenges. You can't get payouts from there. You can get a payout from PayPal. Okay. That works fine, uh, but you can't get a payout from Stripe into an SA bank account. So Sorry. is this uh, resulting in a whole new ecosystem of apps that are just focused on the South African market? Is there like apps that we don't even know exist or? I mean, most of the apps in South Africa are country specific business like payroll apps and local kind of tax kind of related things. Um, I think a lot of the products that work in South Africa work in the States and work in Canada as well. I mean, we all have the same challenges. We need a, a base accounting system. Fortunately, accounting is global. Uh, so that's kind of a cool thing. I mean, your, your ultimate financial statements you're signing off are going to be in accordance with the IFRS. But when you're doing debits and credits, that's pretty global. You know, so that doesn't change. And, you know, something like Bill.com doesn't work because of the way it's designed. It's designed for the U.S. market. You know, we need OCR software. So we, we like using Dext in South Africa, and that works really well for us. And obviously, HubDoc is now linked up with Xero, which does a similar kind of function. Um, so, so those type of products are the core of everything we do. Um, but we also realize we can't learn everything. We need to kind of be focused on what we're doing. And uh, as much as we want to say we can do anything, uh, we realize if we get good at a few things, we can leverage that and kind of build scale. And how long have you had your firm? So 10 years in June. Are we having our birthday party soon? <laughs> and you're, you've been a zero firm that whole time? Yeah, 100% zero from day one. Day one cloud. Because I, I feel like South Africa in the last like four years like bubbled up in the radar. Like all of a sudden it's the hot cloud place. <laughs> and, but it's obviously longer than that. It's not something as recent. If you guys did 10 years ago, you went straight to cloud. How did you know just to go straight to cloud? Well, I was actually sitting at home when I'd quit my job at an audit firm saying I need to, I realized I was a better person doing things than listening to other people. You know, so I'm not a good employee is basically the answer. Yeah, same I'm, here. I'm a good boss. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I'm okay to take the risk. So I kind of get excited about the risk and doing things. So um, I started up and I phoned a few friends and said, how can I help you? I've got a degree. I'm a qualified chartered accountant. What can I do? And a lot of people said, you can do my personal tax returns. So I got a bunch of personal tax returns. And then someone phoned me up and they, they said they needed an independent review done, which is effectively like a mini audit. So the guy said, come do it, and, and he, he was another accountant because he had set up his company structure in a way to leverage tax efficiencies. So I think his mother owned the company, and uh, that was the way that he got like, these uh, additional benefits. Anyway, you know accountants, eh? we always work in a, an angle. Um, and um, on that day when I reviewed his accounts, he was working on zero, and he showed me how to audit his zero accounts. And I was like, this system looks pretty cool. And he's like, yeah, yeah, just chat to this guy, he'll hook you up. Uh, and I went online and there was this online zero course. I think I had to pay like $100 to do it or something. And then I was zero certified and became a partner. And I was like, the system looks pretty cool. And I just started signing people up. And that was my first couple of customers. So, so you, you, you backed your way into having a firm. You didn't set out, I'm going to start a firm. You kind of fell into the I, software. I he was unemployed, so he knew he was unemployed. I thought it'd be a, I, I, I'd use my skills that I learned at Varsity and kind of what I knew and I'd see if I could make some money. I mean, I've always been a businessman. That's always been my idea. I'll, I'll make money. And then when me and Peter were kids, um, we used to sit at home going, how do we make money? And we'd go and buy chocolate from the, um, you know, the, the shops. 
and melt it and put it into little shapes around Easter time and put it in little bags and knock on the neighbor's doors and sell it to them. And obviously I was the slightly older brother. Uh, so I would say, Peter, you were like five. No, I was no a good looking brother. No one's going to say no to a five-year-old kid knocking on your door saying you want a bag of chocolates. And we never made it to the end of the road. Hey? Like we literally, every time we made, we'd make it like three quarters of the way down the road and we'd run out of stock. And I'd be like, let's go back to the shops and buy some more. And it worked pretty well. I'm pretty sure Peter got paid. I don't know if he did get paid, but the, there was definitely <laughs> money being made. <laughs> so, so you've been doing business ventures your whole life together then? Pretty much. How, and yeah. is that how it works now today? Is it still the same? <laughs> pretty, pretty much. I mean, now we've realized that I'm, I'm much better at sales. So, I mean, the early days of me selling chocolate helped me. Um, so we kind of focus in specific areas that we're good at. And um, I love being creative. So I love playing around with technology. I, I do, do our marketing and sales. I am an accountant as well, but um, I, I like playing with things and solving problems. And uh, Simon deals with the finances and HR. And there's yeah, a lot of problems in HR. So I'm, I'm very much like a red personality. So I'll, I'll tell you how we're going to solve a problem and I'm going to hold everyone accountable to getting it done. Yeah. Uh, so I, I like to kind of the buck and stuff with me. I'm happy with that. Um, and I'll, I'll look at people and say, we need to make this happen. Uh, whereas Peter is like he said, he's more creative, artistic, which means there's not really like always a plan. He's doing stuff, but I don't always know what he is doing. And he jokes about it, and I'm like, well, we've got a kind of cool firm. It looks pretty. People are coming to us, so something's working. And then your team, so you already said your clients are all in South Africa. That's is it. Is your yeah. team remote globally, or is your team all in South no, Africa we, as well? No, we, we've got team members sitting in like four locations. Um, three, three of the groups are in South Africa. So we've got our main offices in Cape Town, and we've got probably like 40 people out. Um, and then in, in Johannesburg, uh, we've got a couple of guys doing CFO services, so that outsource like uh, fractional CFO. Um, and we've, that was a separate company we opened up. And then we opened up another one in Pretoria, which is near Johannesburg. And, and that's another office. They're doing exactly what we're doing in Cape Town. We partnered with another accountant and we set up another office there because we thought it'd be good to kind of access other you know, parts of the country. And then we had a couple of people, uh, well, one lady that worked with us for a number of years, and she said, I'm going to leave South Africa. I'm going to Namibia, which is like pretty much like USA and Canada, you know, over the border. She's like, but I like working with you. Can I just stay? So we had to open up another country so we can put on a payroll or another company there. So we've got two ladies there, and they're going to hire another one soon. So we're a global firm is what I'm actually saying. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Sounds like it. And is that your biggest challenge, or is it something else? Uh, what, people? Just like, what is the, uh, I guess my question is, what is the, the biggest challenge you face owning your firm? What's the hardest thing about it? I think it's, as, as we've grown, we've grown really quickly. So, you know, start of COVID, we were about 17 people back in 2020. Uh, now we're 51 people. And each kind of rung of scale, you, you need to rethink how you do business. You need to rethink how you price, uh, how you engage with your people. And um, there's not a lot of people in our space that are, have grown that quickly and that large. Um, so we don't have that many people to go like, let's talk to those people about how to do that. Um, so we're kind of just winging it most of the time and on the fly going, well, what's the next problem we need to solve? And trying to figure out in six months time, what's that problem going to look like? And how do we come up with a better way of doing it? But I mean, to Peter's point, we're actually great at strategizing. Like if me and Peter could just strategize all day, we'd be exceptional. Uh, the, the problem is that both of us really suck at like, executing. executing on the plan. <laughs> um, you know, which sounds funny for a bunch of accountants, but like we will solve any problem in the world. Just don't ask me to do it. So what we've realized is we need to hire people who are not the same as us, who are great at executing. 
And that's actually where we are right now. We're looking to actively hire people in that middle layer of management who, can, who really just want to do what we tell them they need to solve and do. And that frees us up to kind of do other things. And it's exciting. I mean, that's why I love running it. We don't run an accounting practice. We run an accounting business. And we solve problems. You know, I think me and Peter have always been problem solvers. Like, if something doesn't make sense, we're like, let's fix. Tell me more about the difference between running an accounting practice and running an accounting business. Well, we're, we had to make money. That's my starting point. I want to make a profit, and I'm only going to do something if it makes sense from a financial point of view. And I think it's the whole kind of, it's the same mirror that I use against my clients. When someone says, I'm doing this, I go, why are you doing that? And how does it make you more profit? And if they go, I don't know, then I'm like, well, that doesn't make sense, but you're not running a charity. You know? and, and that's why when clients come to us and say, like, I'm not making a profit, like, can you discount my fees? I go, no, like, this is not a charity. You are there to run a business and be successful and make money. I'm here to run a business and be successful and make money. That sounds like a good alignment and a good partnership. And if something doesn't make financial sense, if, you, if you're working for me and you're not generating revenue, you probably should stop working for me. So I think that's a nice way of kind of holding ourselves accountable. Uh, a lot of accountants call themselves accounting practitioners. They're running a practice. You know, and I joked with Peter the one time and said, it feels like they're not running, doing a real thing. They're like practicing. They're practicing for something. Yeah, they're practicing for something. And one day they'll be real. Yeah. You know, but we, we are running a business. And every time we talk to people, we say, we're running a business and we are not a family. We're a high-performing team. And on any sports team, if someone's not performing, they get traded yeah. and they get cut. Whereas in a family, if your uncle is not a nice uncle, you don't cut your uncle. You, you invite him back to the next barbecue and the next event, even if no one likes him. So I think that's a nice kind of difference that people often miss. Yeah. And that's why Peter's still around. You can't kiss family. <laughs> I cannot <laughs> get rid of Peter. <laughs> and as you said, you've got to hire people that um, are different and better in certain. So that's why, yeah. yeah. There you go. Uh, so let's talk about Expensify since we're here at Expensicon. How long have you been using Expensify at Iridium? Sure. Probably like more than six years. It, we, we actually started using it um, because we had this um, large tech clients that, and we said we like solving problems. So um, they came to us and they had you know, 150 people and we started walking through their business and looking at their tech stack and it was very broken. Nothing connected to anything. They had like Jira, Jira for approvals and we mapped out kind of what their problems were and then I started Googling what could solve those problems and expense management was one of the challenges they had. So I just went, you know, what are the cool expense management tools out there? Uh, found Expensify and started playing around with it. And I was like, I think I can solve your problem through Expensify. And that was one of our first clients. Um, and I think that's why we probably got to uh, ExpenseCon too, because we rocket shipped with a massive client. And um, ever since then, we've just kept doing that, kept looking at the challenges our clients have and playing Lego and plugging in stuff. So what's your favorite Expensify feature? Uh, so in South Africa, we don't have all the cool things like Expensify card. If we did, I would love to have that. But um, I think it's just the simplicity of being able to um, just snap a picture. It automatically starts picking things up and it builds a report for me. Like it's the basics of what it does that I think made us fall in love with it was that it just, it's simple. Yeah. I, I like the auto submit. I mean, I'm, I'm the financial and the HR guy, so I've got to pay the bills at the end of the month. Pete just goes out there and spends money on marketing. 
Um, so while I'm paying all the bills, I love the fact that it just closes. Because guys on my team are so lazy to actually like submit. And then like three weeks later, they're like, hey, did you pay me? I'm like, you never submitted. So I like the fact that I just have a hard close and like at the 30th of every month or 31st, it just, it just goes. It just goes. And if it's in policy, it automatically approves, it hits my accounting system. And I go, hey, I owe someone money. So that just makes my life easy. I mean, isn't that what we want? Yeah. Anything in particular you're excited about from the sessions here? Yeah, I think it's, it's kind of, it's both exciting and scary um, because it's a completely different way of, of, of doing payments and expenses. I think for me, it kind of opens up opportunities to just do things differently. And um, when they un started unpacking it, I was like, okay, well, I was a little scared that there was no structure to it. And then they started unveiling some of the layers of structure. And I think it's, it's, it's going to allow people to um, just interact a lot faster and, um, and allow you to get to the nitty gritty of like, why, why, why was this here? Like a little like slip, rather than having it sit in the background, you can just nail down the answer and, and move on. Um, so I think it's, it's, a, it's a really interesting concept and I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing how it kind of builds out. You want to wrap up, David? Just one last thing would be, uh, what do you love about ExpenseCon? <laughs> What's there not to love, right? It, it's got to be the network, so. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't think I've, I've come to any day in the last few days where I haven't sat down at a table with someone new and he goes, hey, my name is, you know, and five minutes later, the guy's like, wow, that's really cool. And he shared something really interesting. Um, and, and I know at the last ExpenseCon we came to, we connected with 10, 15 people. We connected on LinkedIn, shared a few thoughts. And you know, four years later, we walk into this, the you know the next expense con, and guys are like high fiving. You know, I know you. How are you doing? How's things going? You know, and, and I think it's real, and it's nice to talk to people who are dealing with the same challenges you are, uh, and you get to share things. You know, we've we've made a couple, had a couple of chats, and guys are like, we're definitely talking next week. There's there's something we can work together on, which which is really cool, and you you don't get that anywhere else. So that's that's really powerful. Yeah, I think it's like people are just real. You can you can chat to anyone, and people aren't. Uh, they, they're not, they're, they're kind of humble. They're like, this is just who I am. Um, they're not coming in here going, I'm the best at everything. Um, you can just have a casual conversation with people and, and then you realize actually they're kind of a big deal. Um, but you, you just had a, you know, a drink with them. And, and so I think it's that, um, yeah, that human authentic nature of the, um, the whole event. Well, thanks guys. Thanks for joining us and chatting with us and hope to, well, we'll see you later tonight. Yeah, thanks, guys. thanks a lot guys. Thanks. Cheers.